a very very beautiful morning to everyone of our viewers welcome back to let's talk football with el deporte you're here with adedeji ajoje israel and i'm with ayeleru ayeleru once again ayeleru how have you been the last time we had the show was a week ago yeah i've been all right we thank god we thank god we had a very very wonderful week of football and a very wonderful weekend of football again so it's been a lot yeah uh, speaking of a wonderful week well my 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 last week of football was not very wonderful because i was anticipating an el classical final for the spanish super cup but atletico bivao messed real madrid up all right um speaking about the spanish super cup um Yesterday, Atletico Bilbao beat Barcelona 3-2 to clinch <coughs> the Super Cup. Sorry. Yeah. Are you fine? Yeah. yeah. To, to clinch the Super Cup and they beat Real Madrid on the way to, to winning it. What do you think about uh, about um, Barcelona and Real Madrid generally at the moment? I think this is a great time for every other Spanish club, especially the ones that buying for the trophies over there in Spain, say the La Liga and the Copa de Rey that we already saw someone win. <laughs> yeah. Someone beat um Athletic Bilbao beat Barcelona three two with Inaki Williams beautiful winning goal. So they are they are in a very bad place. Both clubs are in a very very bad place. Very bad place. It's it should be a situation where uh, Serie Madrid or Barcelona are supposed to be happy that the other team is not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now both set of fans are sad, and this is a great time for Atletico Madrid, most yeah. especially. So, to be honest, as a Manchester United fan, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> this is something I want to continue to see. Yeah, I hope I hope it gets better. I love it. <laughs> Especially with their mm, their debts. Because yeah. they are in a lot of debts yeah. and they cannot even sign a lot of players anymore. Yeah, so it's, they can't it's, have yeah. it's really a bad thing for them. Mm-hmm. And then um yes the Lionel Messi got his first career red card in the one twenty-eight minutes. He probably did that of frustration. So he, and then there were clamors, there were claims that, well, while that might have been his first official red card, there were club club red card, yeah, because he got red carded on his national team debut. And it's there were clamors that since Messi was the kind of was the kind of player that actually had the temper, and we saw videos of things that could have um, activities that he got involved in that could have. Gotten him involved in red card situations. So, do you think there is this preferential treatment that is given to Lionel Messi ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of treatment and in terms of official treatment by of match officials? Yes, I, I really do. I really do. Considering it is not even just uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, because we've seen a lot of greats over the time that have acted, uh, say, uh, due to emotions. They've acted rashly and a lot of uh, things have occurred where we've seen Cantona, we've seen 
David Beckham, we've seen even Ronaldinho. So there are a lot like that, but a lot of match officials are usually intimidated by Messi, or maybe they are just lovers of Messi. They are in awe of him. <laughs> so that they see they see him as someone that cannot do wrong. They see him as someone that cannot do wrong. So I've seen a lot of situations like that that you be like, ah. <laughs> is it because it's Messi that you are not even giving that foul? Because that's an obvious foul, but they won't give it. So it is a very good thing for Messi, to be honest. <laughs> I swear, it is it is really working in his favor. Because he's portrayed even to the media as a sweet soul. Decent. Yeah, as a sweet soul. So they feel he cannot do any wrong. So that's that's just lucky man. Well, he, he did wrong yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and he got red card. He got red carded. Did a very very terrible mm-hmm. wrong yesterday, and he got red carded. So now that what if what if what if the ref did this to be in the history books? What <laughs> if? What if? <laughs> that's an angle. A very very nice angle because the ref go down in history as the first person to give to show Messi a red card in. Barcelona's colors. Wow, that's quick thinking from the referee. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what do you think is the way forward for Barcelona and Real Madrid? Because um, we, I know, over a sequence in previous epi- episodes, we have found out that maybe just maybe the coaches are not the issue. It's probably the club structure and the club administration. Barcelona have. Um, an election coming very soon in the next two weeks, I think, and then we don't know when Madrid is will be, but or if there will ever be a Madrid election. But what do you think is the way forward structurally for both things? Both teams, how do you think they should get back on top? Well, Barcelona fans are lucky that there's a little hope for them, uh, considering the election is coming very soon, so they have something to look forward to that okay with the new uh, coach Abi the new president coming in rather when the president comes in it will change a lot of things for them and things will get better for them so they can look forward to the uh, elections you know the say post battles resurgence because I, I was even wondering you know when the elections were held in was it 2015 2015 when Laporta got exed, uh, I was thinking that uh, it was at the back of a treble winning season where they won all trophies. Why would they oust him like that? I, I was wondering what, what they were thinking. But now they've seen the uh, repercussions of their actions. What do you think is the way forward for Real Madrid? Real <laughs> Madrid. Well, I don't think Real Madrid are doing so bad because. To be honest, they are the uh, La Liga title holders, so they are not doing so bad. They are just having a very bad season. I sounded like my girlfriend <laughs> <Kelly laughs> <Wayne> just now. That's <laughs> 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 you know, you know, you know. There's this series that we have. We have is a couple of funny quotes that we analyze. Just take a look at, and I literally just give us one. <laughs> they are not. They are not doing bad, but they are having a bad season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, to be honest, they are not in a bad place based on the structure. So, it's not as if the structure is all wrong. 
So they just their players are not performing. That's something we have to acknowledge. Their players are not performing. We are used to the Madrid having a front three scoring lots of goals and the midfield running a lot of things for the forwards with a very uh, compact uh, pairing centre backs that keep a lot of clean sheets and the uh, wing backs uh, going forward. So those are things we don't see anymore, especially the goals. Yeah, especially the goals. 1-0, 2-1 wins. There was there was a point under Zidane where uh, they couldn't go a, a match without scoring. Yeah, for for yeah. a very, very, very long, long time. time. For a very long time. For a very long time. For the record, it 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 it, it was even before Zidane. I think it was during Zidane. Ah, was it Zidane or Benitez tenor that they they had a run of eighty six games with goals ended. Yeah. It was under Zidane yeah. that they had the run of 86, 86 games. Cool. Okay, just imagine that. Was, oh, wow. That's, that's so, crazy. those are things that were not problems anymore, but now they are problems because a lot of their players are not performing. They are not even creating chances. The last game I saw was against Osasuna, I think, and they had like 74% possession and they are just one shot on target. Like, how, how do you marry that? Okay, speaking about that, um, the, and you know, there was this cutting edge that I think the only difference between the team then and now is Ronaldo. I think. Well, not really. People will say that, but not really. Ah, uh, well, I, th- I think it is because the the players are the same, but their age are different. Their ages are older are now. Yeah, and they are they are more experienced though. And but however, there is this shift in mentality that occurs when you have Ronaldo on your side. Well, it's not working out for Juventus right now. It's not working out for Juventus. They would have, they probably would have been in a worse place without Ronaldo. Fair point. Yeah. So I'm speaking about that. Juventus lost yesterday to Inter Milan. They lost two 0 away at the Inter Milan Stadium, and that puts them ten points behind leaders AC Milan with a game in hand. So that's at best they'll be seven points behind AC Milan. Do you think they can? Challenge for the title. They can challenge for top four. Uh, well, the title is out of it. I, I think the title is out of it. Oh, well, they did well uh, with the win against AC Milan, where they could have followed it up with another win against Inter Milan, considering Inter lost when they won at San Siro. So, so uh, it's 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 five times for. Juventus right now, and I don't, I, I don't even know what to do about it. But I know they need to create a creative midfielder. She's just gonna drop 100 million for Bruno. They have, they have Pelu. <laughs> Pelu is a football genius. <laughs> Pelu is a football genius. <laughs> so they can work things out. If, if it's that easy, Gary Neville will look at the soccer Valencia. <laughs> I saw one of the bad football. One of one, I, I saw a trade of football. There football takes yesterday, and one that stuck with me was one where um, a pundit. Valencia were losing 5-0 at halftime and um, that was before Gary Neville took over and then somebody tweeted that they should get Gary Neville into the team as a born winner that there was no way they were losing 5-0 at halftime if Neville was the coach. But Neville managed, he managed just two wins in about 30 games when he was their coach. I think, okay. 
it, it was terrible. The same same thing with Henry too. Henry had when, still Henry is still the manager. Henry has he has not given up. He's, <laughs> he's in America and I think he's doing he's fairly doing well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> then we just went into it and went out. Neville is a pundit. Now he realizes that punditry and coaching are two different things. Okay, and um, finally, it looks like Ozil is leaving Arsenal. His nightmare is about to end. He landed in Turkey yesterday to complete his move to Fenerbahce today. What do you have to say about that? I'm glad. I'm glad for him. But to be honest, I I hoped he was going to pick America because I think uh, for his brand, for his franchise, America is a better place for him to go. But Fenerbahce is not bad either, as long as he's getting his game time. Yeah, and he, you are you're not in. He probably still wants to be in Europe, play yeah, Champions League, enjoy football. Yeah. He probably wants to face Arsenal in the <laughs> in the Europa League. Wow, it, that would be so. It would be so dramatic if he scored the, if he scores them in the Europa League. Okay, <laughs> and he goes to do the elder <laughs> of Ateta. Oh God, <laughs> that was so poetic. Um, and then um, in the weekend, United managed to get a draw. Away at why are you looking at that? That's that's terrible for you. That's a game you could have won. They got to draw away at Anfield and um, zero goals coming from this side. And right now, Liverpool are three goals without three games without a goal. And that they was scored, a, they scored one in four games, yeah. And that's tight to challenge their quality. <laughs> and well, the, 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 thing, the thing about them is when they bounce back, they can go 10 games, right. <laughs> and that is the real title that challengers call it and we know they have it so um speaking about that speaking about that um i was thinking that this wasn't even the problem we anticipated we were expecting them to ship in goals considering the fact that they don't have center backs and in their last four matches they've gone the last four matches with um without without um What's the word now? Orthodox center. Yeah, without orthodox center back, they've had to play with Henderson at, and Fabinho at center back. But surprisingly, they've been keeping clean sheets. And where they always are the cutting edge is where they have the problems. Salah, Mane, Femino have been blanking. So, what's what's your opinion on that? Just like Real Madrid, a lot of uh, Liverpool players are not performing either. I think about the centre-back, people are just making a fuse of that. I don't think... The players that are put there are great players. And they are, they are top-class players. Yeah. Fabio, we've seen him play as a defender from Monaco. So we know he can do it. Uh, Anderson is doing great there. He's a great player. So those those are kind of players that will adapt. That's just how yeah, good they are. Yeah. They are not a team that will defend a lot. They, they just have to stop the counter. They play highline football, so there are not a lot of things that will cause them problems. Mm-hmm. But when a team does cause them problems, it is going to be very obvious. Yeah. So that's why a lot of them are highlighted. But the center backs, they are just unlucky with injuries. They have a very bad um, score depth. Yeah. You've seen that even so they were lucky that the injuries didn't come but when they won the Champions League and the league 
but at some point it is obviously going to come yeah you know we, it you know i think it was in our second podcast where we said that they had it coming and we, we actually discussed it at length and we found out that players like salah and money play about 45 matches every season and there are no replacements for them. And they, de- Abi, they deliver. Yeah, and they, they deliver. deliver. So as, it's as three points. Abi, three seasons, right? Yeah. Bounce. So it's it's there's always an end. There's always an end to it. Okay, speaking about that, um, there is the title challenge in England. I think that's the hottest talking point right now. Manchester United are first with 18 game, it's 37 points from from 18 games. And they are closely followed by Manchester City, who are behind them with, oh Leicester City rather, who are behind them with 35 mm, points. Good difference. Okay, Manchester ahead of them with good difference, and then um, yeah, with 35 points, and then um, they have one game in hand. So Manchester City could go ahead if they win. They could go top of the league if they win. They have one game in hand against Aston Villa on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday, and then um, we have um. Leicester at third and Liverpool at fourth position. This is at fifth position. That's where they belong. This is my new fan in him talking. And then we have um, Aston Villa, 11 points up the first position, but they have three games in hand. They have three games in hand. So if they win their three games, it could be two points off the team that is first, that is first on the table. Who's so, City? Yeah, Manchester United right now. If they win their three games, they, be, they could be level on points with Man City and Leicester City. So that's how good. Do you think Aston Villa have been lucky this season or they are just that good? Or, and it just took the whole of last season to adapt. Because, you know, they are in the Premier League this season because of the referee's mistake, if you remember. Yes. Yeah, I think it was against Sheffield. Well, it's, it's not the referee's mistake, it's the technology's mistake. <laughs> okay, because of the good go light technology's mistake. Go light technology failed us. <laughs> Nothing is perfect. So do you think they have been they, they have been lucky this season or they are that good? They are that good. Because oh, they were really they were real relegation candidates last season. It's until you the know, last day they could have gone. One thing I like about their manager, one thing I like about their manager is that he didn't change his way. Mm. Even when they, when they were struggling last season, we saw them play out from the back. They play with a lot of space running in behind so they had they had they were showing glimpses yeah, they but they it. lacked uh, the class players to put his uh Spons into action exactly so they they lacked that and they got it with watkins a striker with a little bit of pace then uh bertrand Traore is doing a lot now yeah, Elgazi is doing well where Grealish was last season. Yeah. We know Grealish is not a winger. We know Grealish is not a winger. He's a midfielder. Now he's playing at his best, best position. Yeah. Even Barkley came in there from a very, very bad situation at Chelsea. And he was doing and well. was doing well. So they have very, very good players. I'm still a bit skeptical about their defense, especially the center back players. But Marty Cash is very, very good. Right yeah, back, right back, very, very good. Then Matt Target is doing well as well, and I love their defensive midfielder. And there's Magin in midfield. There's Mag. Ah, for- <laughs> they have a good set of players. Actually, Ma- Magin is a very, 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 very good player. Very, very, very good player. 
And you know Manchester United for went the chance to sign him for for Bruno. The the, oh, the he was really linked to Manchester United at the time. I know uh uh Sir Alex I know Sir Alex told recommend Manchester United about yeah. them. I think it's yeah. I think it's Scottish or Irish. I know it's Scottish Scottish, so that's probably why Sir Alex are the same in the matter. Well whatever it is, it's just what could have been. And then um this season is looking like um a three us race because I personally do not believe Aston Villa are in the race. I, I I don't know if it's out of bias, but they don't look like a team that are in the race. It doesn't look like Leicester in the race because um, off the record, I already pointed something that is very very, very that is very very crucial. He said that Le- Leicester are third, but they've lost five games this season, and there is the possibility that they would lose three more before the end of the season because they have um. 20 games left. It's impossible for Leicester, almost impossible for Leicester to go 20 games without a loss. So most, most of the games they lost were at home. Oh, I didn't even know that. Most of them were at home. So, so Leicester are out of the race because there's no way you are winning the league with eight losses in the season. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And then um, Everton, they are still trying to catch their form, but they are a very, very good team at the moment. Don't do not underrate Everton. They are, I think they are. They are six points off first with a game in hand. They are they are inconsistent, but they are strong. Yeah, they are inconsistent, but they are strong. strong. And that has always been their problem. You remember when Marco Silva was their coach? It it, it it looked like they were going to be top four contenders, but they always start the season well, and then, and it looks like that's what is happening right now, because even their top man, I am um, their top men, James Rodriguez, Rodriguez and um, Dominic Covert Levin are. Are blowing out and cold, and then um, so it looks like the, finally, from look of things, the race seems to be between Manchester United, Liverpool, and Manchester City. And we're going to take a look at their next five games, the next five games of all of them, and then we could go beyond the next five games to look at, take a sneak peek at what is beyond, so we can just uh, predict what the table will be at the end of the next five games. So Liverpool has. Burnley at home next, Tottenham away, West Ham away, Brighton at home, and Leicester at home. Oh, Leicester away rather. Burnley at home, Tottenham at home, West Ham away, Brighton at home, and Leicester away. Tottenham at home. Tottenham away rather. Okay. Yeah. And Tottenham away will be a tricky one. Yeah, a tricky fixture. Leicester away is a sure win. (laughs) Leicester away is a sure win. Burnley at home is a sure win. Ah, no. No. Bonly, because Bonly they, is a tricky one. Okay, considering the fact that it, it could be tricky, considering the fact that Bonly is going to sit back and they've not scored any, and Liverpool has not scored any while. Bonly drew their last season. Yeah, I can't even remember. I think they played 1 1. Yeah, Bonly, Bonly was close to winning the game, that's the funniest thing. Whether it's last season, we cannot judge. Yeah. That. And this season, Burnley has been at least they've been in their last four games. They've been resolute in defense. Very, very. Yeah, they are getting back. Yeah, they are getting back to form. Resolute in defense, and Liverpool are having problems scoring. But the, the thing is, the game is at Anfield, so it is either a draw or a loss for Burnley. <laughs> it's either a draw or a loss for Burnley. So I, I feel they will come and pack the bus, which makes it tougher for Liverpool while having a hard time scoring. Well, it matters on dramatic being back. Without Joel Matip, it will be very, very hard for Liverpool, considering the height 
but they are going to bring him to their set pieces because yeah. we saw how Liverpool were defending against set pieces uh, uh, yesterday against Manchester United. What terrible with set pieces! Yeah, and then they start him away, and then West Ham away. Brighton at home, Leicester at home, Leicester away. How many points do you think Liverpool will come out of the game with? Burnley. Burnley at home. Burnley, okay. Tottenham away. West Ham away. Brighton at home and Leicester away. 11. 11 out of 15. So they add that to... How many points do Liverpool have? And Liverpool has 4 points. So that would be 45 points. 35 points from 23 games. Okay. Okay. Do not forget that. 45 points. And then the City. City has Aston Villa at home. West Bromwich Albion away. Sheffield at home. Burnley away. Liverpool away. Tottenham at home. Did I take that again? Aston okay. Villa at home. West Bromwich Albion away. Sheffield at home, Burnley away, Liverpool at Anfield, and Tottenham at home. It's quite tricky. I'll go with, say, 14 points. 14 points out of... You know, I counted... I counted six games for Liverpool, for Manchester because they have a game in hand. Yes. Yeah. So, 14 points out of 18 points. They they drew Liverpool. They drew Liverpool uh, in the first at yeah. yards. They can't win. I don't think they can win Liverpool at Anfield. Ah. Well, but I, with their current run of form, they are eight games. They have eight wins. I predict. I predicted a draw, but I think they will win at Anfield. You think Manchester will win at Anfield? Yes, I, I really do. Okay. So um, I hope I, I hope we remember after the game after the game because the game is at the end of. The next month. However, um, so points, 14 points from 18 games, and then um, um, Man City currently has 35 points. So 35 plus 14 gives them at 49 points. That's four clear. Four clear of Liverpool. And it is noteworthy that right after the Tottenham game, Manchester City has Arsenal away, a UCL fixture, West Ham at home, and United at home. So that's, I think from the Burnley game, they have tough games. They have a tough run of seven games from Burnley. And Manchester United currently first with 37 points. They have Fulham away, Sheffield at home, Arsenal away, Southampton at home, Everton at home, West Brom. Okay, yeah, those are the next five games. But... Even by extension, they have West Brom away, Newcastle at home, and Chelsea away. City away as well. That's their next nine games. I go go through the five again. Fulham away, Sheffield United at home, Arsenal away, Southampton at home, and Everton at home. Thirteen points. Thirteen points. So who are the dropping points here? I think they will draw points against uh, right. Southampton at home. Okay. Southampton, they've, they've had a very good time at Old Trafford. So you think they would win from Sheffield, Arsenal, Everton? Yes. Okay. So you, Madrid is 13 points. So that gives 
United 50 points in the next five games, and that puts them, that still keeps them at first. At first. So we are saying in the next five games, by our predictions, Manchester United will be first with 50 points, and Manchester City will be second with 49 points. Okay, so let's see how it goes at game week 23. Alright, is there anything that you have to add? Well, I have my quiz and I will use my I will base my quiz on Liverpool. What was that? Why would you use that? I mean, I'll base my quiz on Liverpool. Okay, so are you ready? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay, I am now. Here goes the question. The last time Liverpool lost an Anfield was four years back. I want you to tell me the month and how many games what on earth? have gone on the team. Ah, there's no way. You don't need to tell me the day, just the month. The month? It was 2017. I know it was 2017. Last year was. Bayern won the UCL last year. You see, Ronaldo is doing the Ronaldo face right now. Ronaldo messed with Chelsea after he did that. After he did what I learned to do. Okay, um, last year was. Bayern Munich, then Liverpool was 2019, Marion was 2018, 2017, 2017, 2017. If, 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 it was 2017, I think Van Dyke signed for them 2018. It was 2017, it must have been late 2017. So I'll go with either November or December 2017. How many games? <laughs> okay, how many games? Ah, uh, okay. Um, that means they went 20. Let's they went the first half of 20. Let's take out the first half. 2018 to 2019 is 19 games. 2019 to 2020 is 19 games. That's 38 games. Then they must have played half of their games this season. That would be around 87 games. And the first half of I'm putting them somewhere around between 45 to 50 games. Around what? 16 games. What the hell? Oh, is, is that PL? Yeah, Premier League. 16th games of the team. The last time they lost was May 2017. How on earth did they manage that? Wow. Wow. I was so glad I was going to know that. Well, the thing was. <sighs> oh no. I know this is. Sorry about <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, and I won't apologize when I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm not nice enough to apologize. I won't apologize when I'm done with you. Okay, there you have it. I hope you learned something today. Manchester, um, Liverpool are currently 68 games unbeaten at Anfield in the Premier League, and the last time they lost was May 2017. Let's see how long the run continues. They currently have to play Manchester City and Chelsea at home this season, and maybe, just maybe. Fulham will end the unbeaten run. We don't know. Apparently, we can't say. Alright. Ademen, Abiento. Let's say Ademen. Abiento, till next time on the show. Have a nice time.